Welcome to the Your Soul is Calling podcast. I'm your host, Jade Sito, mindset and life coach, energy worker, and manifestation expert. And this podcast is really my opportunity to just say it how it fucking is. So let's be unapologetic and stepping into our fullest potential. And let's be real. We all want to create a shitload of abundance and fulfillment in this life. I want this show to connect you with your soul. This is for the multi-dimensional woman, or maybe just the spiritually curious woman who is ready to go all in on life, business, and big, big dreams. So let's stop playing small and awaken together so we can be free and get really real. If you're ready for expansion, big shifts and evolution to unlock your gifts and speak your truth to live your best life ever, then you have come to the right place. So let's get real, let's get raw and start fucking listening because babes, your soul is calling. Hello. So today I'm just going to take a very brief moment. I just want to talk about my Soul Shift program and take this opportunity to invite you into the program before we get stuck into today's juicy, juicy episode that I have here for you. So my Soul Shift program is now open for registration and it's a 12-week group container. We are going to be going deep into the soul, getting aligned with our soul. We're going to be doing healing. We're going to be doing energetic work. We're going to be deprogramming, reprogramming, not only our limiting beliefs in the mind and the subconscious mind, but we're going to be getting so deep into all those different levels of our consciousness. We're going to be using ancestral healing, past life healing. We're going to be looking at our collective consciousness. We're going to be using hypnotherapy for the subconscious mind. But really and truly, this is a multidimensional program for the multidimensional woman. You are are a soul, which means you are a multidimensional projection. You are multidimensional in nature, which means there is more to you. There are deeper layers to you than what you currently can see right now. If you have a deep calling or you just know that there is more out there, that there is more for you, that there is more to you, then this is the perfect program for you because it's going to unlock your soul gifts. It's going to activate you. It's going to elevate your life. It's going to integrate parts of you that maybe you were lost so you can feel more whole, more complete. It's going to allow you to manifest and consciously create the life that you want to be able to really attract your desires to you. So many of us are held back by ourselves, by our own sabotaging thoughts, by our behaviors, by our negative patterns patterns, getting stuck in those cycles of behavior. So we can't really seem to push past the resistance that's going to get us to that next level of our lives. This is the program that's going to break through that resistance that you've been experiencing. This program is going to allow you to move forward. It's going to allow you to take action. It's going to allow you to start cultivating confidence and self-belief through the mindset work and the powerful NLP and hypnotherapy work. But it's also going to heal your soul wounds so you can feel good enough, so you can realize and know that you're good enough, so you can feel worthy, so you can love yourself unconditionally, so you can have clarity to step forward into your full potential, to align with your true purpose. If you feel at some point that there is more out there, there is more to you, there are deeper layers to what you have to offer. You know that you have more to offer the world than what you currently are. You know that there is more. You just know it. You can feel it, but you just don't know how to push past the resistance to get there. Then this is going to be the perfect program for you. I love this program. I love this container. It's such a supportive group. We have so much powerful work going on. We've got breath work. We've got a guest teacher doing breath work, removing all those blocks unconscious blocks that maybe we're not aware of or we just don't know how to get to from our physical body. I'm going to be doing work on all those deep levels of your consciousness. We're going to be doing healing. There's mindset tools, there's hypnotherapy, there's awakening, there's everything that you need for a full multi 
one-dimensional complete program that is going to really get to the root, to the heart of your soul. So I would love to see you on the program. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It's ongoing, which means you can join any time that you want to. I'm going to keep it open because I love this program so much and I would love to see you there. So let's get to today's episode, shall we? Hello and welcome to this episode of the Your Soul is Calling podcast. Now today, I'm going to go a little deep on you guys because I'm going to try my best to really talk about the soul. You hear me talk about the soul all the time and, you know, it gets so complicated. And when I meet with clients, I try to speak about it as much as I can. But I thought I'd do this first part to this podcast series that I'm going to do either two or three parts to, to really talk about our soul and what it is. And they often say that, you know, the soul is the connection between ourself and source. Now, source being the oneness, you know, being um, the divine power where everything and anyone originally originates and merges, the one energy source that kind of runs through all of us because we are all connected and it's a divine power. They could call it the creation power. There's so many names and so different words um, in which people describe it. I just call it source as in everything and anyone, everyone, you know, we're all made from this source energy. And the soul often is described as, um, you know, little kind of I guess what's the word? Um, pieces of white light that come from this source divine energy. So, you know, there's many, many souls that um, come off of this energy. And the way, okay, the way that I was described in this book I'm reading, it's called Your Soul is Calling by um, Robert Schwartz. And if you're interested in all your soul plan and a little bit more about it, then definitely read it. It's a really good read, but there's a really good analogy in this. And it talks about how The soul is the fist, the palm, and the fingers are the lifetimes, like the human lives that we have. And the arm is the source energy, the divine source energy. So I hope that helps explain it a little bit more. Sometimes I struggle to put this into words. So do bear with me on this podcast, but I'm going to absolutely try my best to um, give the knowledge that I know and my understanding of the soul. I want to just really make that quite clear. Now, this is my understanding, my learning of what I've learned through my experiences, through my teachings and, you know, working with people and actually working with my own soul and other people's souls. So this source, this white energy, okay, when we have a soul that is um, coming off of this energy or many souls that come off this energy, the soul decides to go on a journey and it decides to incarnate in many different realities because the soul is multidimensional. And what that means is if you think about our reality that we live in now, If you think about the 3D world, if you think about the 3D physical reality, what you can see, what you can touch, what you're the physical things that are around you, okay? We live in the third dimension, okay? It's a 3D world, the third dimension. And often as humans, we only can see up to the third dimension, but it doesn't mean that other dimensions don't exist. It just means that with our human capabilities, our eyes and our senses, maybe with some of our other senses, but you know, what we can see, what we can touch, what we can smell. We can't actually always see those other dimensions that are around us, but it doesn't mean that they're not there because they do exist. Um, And you know, that's just science. (laughs) That's just science. That's not woo. That's not me talking any spiritual goo goo. That is actual science. There are many dimensions that exist. Now, the third dimension is where we have time because time, believe it or not, this, I was like, what? I was mind blown when I understood this, but time only exists in the third dimension. Time doesn't exist out of the 3D world. So, you know, it's a man-made construct time. And I was like, what do you mean it's man-made? Time doesn't exist. And it sounded really wanky to me at first, but it does only exist in the 3D world. So as soul, which exists in other dimensions, okay, decides to go on a journey. And our soul is multidimensional, which means it can exist in different dimensions, meaning it can exist in different realities all at the same time, okay? Now, I hope you're with me here. It can exist in these different realities and different dimensions all at the same time. But it can project itself into different um, existences, 
through different levels of consciousness. So for example, I'm going to make this really a little bit easier. We have decided to have a human experience in this lifetime. Okay. And with the reason why the soul decides to have a human experience, because it is a real privilege for the soul to incarnate as a human is to evolve because it's much easier to evolve in human form than what it is in spirit when it is in source or when it is, you know, outside the 3D physical world. So the reason for that is, is because we have duality on this planet, in this 3D reality. We have duality, which gives us contrast. So if you think hot, cold, sad, happy, up, down, we have these harsh, extreme dualities. And when you have these harsh contrasts and um, extreme dualities, it makes it easier to evolve and learn lessons that we need to learn through our emotions. So the soul decides to incarnate as a human in order to live a human experience so it can evolve and learn the lessons. And in those lessons and in that evolution, you know, it evolves in spirit form. So each time the soul decides to incarnate into a human life, it chooses which lessons it wants to learn in order to evolve. And at the end of that lifetime, it will go back to source or another dimension and it will integrate the lessons that it's learned in this lifetime. Now, (laughs) the way that we learn these lessons is through our experiences the way that we learn these lessons is through our experiences. It's through our um, situations. It's through the things that happen to us in our life. Now, we choose all these experiences before we are incarnated, before we are born, and we choose which experiences we are going to have in order to learn the lessons that we have chosen to learn for that lifetime. So the soul of each person is a reflection of something so much greater than what you think it is, you know. It is designed by the creator, by source, um, for, for the purpose, I guess, of experimenting through different multidimensional realities, um, you know, different dimensional, multidimensional realities that might have a divine design. So, you know, for example, you might decide to go on this journey and you might decide to um, incarnate as a star or as a star being, And that would be one reality. Now, also, we will have a physical dimension, which is your human design, you know, which is your lifetime. So in this lifetime, which is the one I'm going to talk about today, is where we learn the lessons to evolve. We learn the lessons to evolve. So each time that I've experienced quite a lot of heartache and quite a lot of pain and quite a lot of sorrow or or joy, extreme joy, every time that I've experienced these emotions, I remember now, now I know that it's to help my soul evolve. It really, really has changed my perspective on every situation that happens in my life. Every time I've experienced loss or grief or heartache, I now know that there's a lesson to be learned. And my soul has chosen every single experience that happens to me. I remember the first time I went for um, what we call an Akashic Record reading. You might have heard me speak about it before, but I wanted to delve into my past lives. And the Akasha is another dimension, (laughs) which is like a library which stores everything that has ever happened. And, you know, every thought, every feeling, every emotion. And it is a library that basically stores all of our lifetimes in the past. Now, I wanted to go into this library because I wanted to know um, where one of my blocks was coming from, because we can create blocks in one lifetime and we can take them. They stay with your soul. You can take them into your next lifetime. So I would brought a lot of blocks from my previous lives into this lifetime, which is why I remove blocks from people through their soul life history, through their past lives as well, because not all your blocks were created in this life that you are living now. You might have many blocks that were created ancestrally or through your past lives. So the first time that I went for this Akashic record reading, I thought that she was just going to tell me like, oh yeah, you used to be a witch and you know, something like which might sound a bit crazy to some people. But for me, I thought that's digestible, you know, but when she told me what had happened, um, it was that I'd been sacrificed by my family because my family were in a satanic cult. Um, I was kept prisoner 
Um, all these satanic entities had taken all my power away from me. Um, I was basically, my spirit was broken and my soul, my soul was completely broken. And I just was this compliant kind of like, they broke my ego. I was this compliant kind of person that had no sense of anything. And I was completely broken in my previous lifetime. Now, when she told me that, I was like, what? I felt so much suffering and pain because when you have an Akashic record reading, you heal the wound, you heal that block. So in order to heal it, I had to go through all that trauma that I'd felt in my previous lifetime. I had to bring it into this lifetime in order for me to heal it. And in order for me to heal it, I had to feel it. And it was so heartbreaking at the time because I was like, how could my family do that to me? I mean, this wasn't even happening to me in this life, but I felt everything. My soul remembered everything. But what the woman said to me was, and I'll never forget this, one of my amazing teachers and guides, um, Thais, who is a woman who's supported me so much and taught me so much. Um, she said to me, look, I know that you've um, experienced a lot of darkness in your past life, but your soul has chosen that experience, remember? And I was like, why would my soul choose to experience something like that? And she said, your soul wanted to explore the dark. And I was like, what? And she said, look, there's so many light workers who are really powerful light workers, and you know, they might be here to fight the dark. And in order to fight the dark, the best way to fight the dark is to know the dark. So at some point, your soul chose to experience the darkness. So even though this sounds heartbreaking for you, do remember that your soul did choose that experience. And it really gave me a lot of comfort in that moment. It gave me a lot of comfort. And then I started to think about the things that have happened to me in this life. And I started to realize that my soul had chosen those experiences in order for me to learn the lessons that I need to learn in this lifetime. So when I lost my mum, obviously, that was one of the most heartbreaking times of my life. But the lesson that I learned from that, I'm going to be really honest here, the lesson I learned for that is to really not take anything for granted and realise that the only time and moment that you have is now. And this is bringing it back to time not existing outside of this dimension, because, you know, whatever has happened in the in the past, whatever is ever going to happen in the future, and whatever is happening now is all happening in this present moment. It's all happening now. Um, so we really do only have the present moment. And I really believed in my early 20s that I was going to have all the time in the world to spend time with my mum. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't actually... I didn't have a lot of time for her in my early 20s because I kind of thought to myself that oh, I'll make that up to her later. I can just enjoy my life now and be a little bit selfish, actually. And when I'm a little bit older, um, that's when we're going to do all these nice things together. And before I knew it, it was too late. So I did learn a lot from that experience. You know, I learned not to take people for granted, that you don't always have forever, that you should tell people that in your life that you love them, that you should give people as much time as you can because you only really have now. Another thing I've learned since that is that I actually um, held on to that pain and suffering for a really long time and it really held me back. And instead of really transforming my suffering into a lesson for me to grow and evolve, and use that lesson to create strength that I can then use to empower myself in my life. Instead, I got stuck in this addictive, sabotaging and obsessive loop of being a victim, of being a victim, of being somebody who'd had trauma, of being someone who'd had a lot of suffering. And it started to become my identity. It started to become who I was. I identified with somebody who was grieving. I identified with somebody who'd been through a lot. And I kind of started to get attached to that and use that as an excuse to just go out there and just kind of like create chaos and be destructive and not be very nice to myself and not treat myself very well. Go out drinking, go out partying, abusing my body, um, not respecting myself, speaking badly to myself, you know, not going for my dreams. And that was because I was stuck in this pattern. And that's what happens, right? Your soul chooses to learn a lesson in this lifetime. And so it brings an experience to you. It chooses an experience to you for you to, well, it chooses an experience for you to um, feel so you can feel because the way that we learn is through our feelings and through our emotions. Now, I'm reading that book, like I mentioned, Your Soul's Plan. And in that book, he talks about how we plan, a pre-birth planning is what he calls it. He talks about how we plan absolutely everything in our life. And, you know, there's different experiences and there's different case studies within that book. Um, you know, he talks about um, 
being the mother of a drug addict or being a drug addict or being, he talks about one particular woman who um, lost her fiance at a young age and then lost her son. And, you know, she lost a lot of people and went through all that heartache in her life. And he talks about all these different scenarios, being a drunk, being an alcoholic, um, living with a disability, somebody who's blind, you know, he talks about all these different scenarios and like experiences that we have in our life. And it is all chosen before we are born. If you think about your personality, okay, your personality is is the traits that exist in this life. Your personality is who you are in this lifetime, your ego, your sense of self, you know, what I do and what I have, who am I, who you believe yourself to be. But your soul goes beyond that. Your soul is eternal. Your soul goes beyond that. Your soul is your true divine essence. And your soul is different to your personality. A lot of us believe that our personality is all that we are, you know, it, but we believe that, you know, we are just, we're just meat, we're bones, we're flesh, we're human, we're a brain. Um, it's only when you actually awaken, it's only when you awaken to your true essence and self that you realize that there is a higher purpose. There is something deeper going on here. You have a soul and this purpose of the soul is to help you integrate all these learnings so you can evolve. Now think of Earth like a stage. Think about the planet as like a stage, a 3D physical physical reality. It's like a movie or a stage and you're playing these roles in these lifetimes, you know, by planning out these challenges, by planning out these challenges. Life plans are set up for us to experience who we truly are, on a soul level. And the way that we learn, like I said, is through opposites, it's through contrast. So I'm going to give you a tangible um, example of that, okay? A soul decides that it wants to know itself as a compassion, a compassionate person. So it wants to know itself in the um, theme of compassion, okay? So what it might do is it might choose to incarnate into a life that doesn't have any compassion. So the absence of something is often how we learn the meaning of something. And the way it might do that is to be born into a family, a dysfunctional family or an abusive family, which has no compassion. It has no compassion whatsoever. And then that person might grow up in their life not understanding what compassion is because they never had it as a child. And as they grow older, they will have to realize that they need to show themselves compassion. A life without compassion helps us to understand what compassion is. So even though that's painful, right, that can be painful. It can bring a lot of suffering. It can bring a lot of pain. It is painful, but it is brief because the wisdom of our soul is eternal and the lifetimes that we experience according to our soul is very brief. And that's how we overcome our life challenges because our life challenges give us an opportunity to express and to know ourselves as love, as acceptance, as trust, as non-judgment. Love is the primary theme of why we plan challenges. Love is the primary theme of why we plan challenges and also to awaken to the true essence of who we really are. And when we do awaken to our true purpose and we start to raise our consciousness, that's when we start to understand the true meaning of who we are and what we're here to do. And that's exactly what happened to me in my life. I started to really awaken. I mean, I started off on a very surface level by doing yoga, became a yoga teacher, started meditation. And that kind of awakened me, started to learn about the chakra system, started to learn about energy. That awakened me to, you know, there's something more going on out there than what I perceive to be true. There's something more going on out there than what I can physically touch and what I can physically see. But as I started to do the work, as I started to do past life healings, as I started to do deep soul work, as I started to do ancestral healing and started to clear all the memories, all the programming, all the ancestral blocks that have been carried through lifetimes generationally through me, okay, as I started to do that, I started to awaken more and more and more. And then I started to quantum leap my whole um, understanding and my whole evolution and my whole experiences that I'm 
that I'm actually feeling and living now in this life. Through doing that work, I started to awaken parts of me that really brought a higher awareness and higher consciousness, not only to the fact that there was more going on in the world than what I realized, but I was more than what I realized, that my soul came here with a very specific plan and purpose, a very specific plan and purpose. Our soul, when it is in creation level, our soul, when it is being created, has its own frequency. It has its own own purpose, okay? And as we incarnate through lifetimes, after lifetimes, learning the soul lessons through everything that happens to us, we create, we experience trauma. Maybe we get murdered in one life. Maybe we get um, oppressed in another lifetime. Maybe we get hurt in another lifetime. And the whole point of doing this is to transform this suffering into lessons. But sometimes we don't awaken to who we truly are and that doesn't happen. And then what happens is these traumas create blocks and then we take these blocks into each life with us. So the way that I work is I start to help you transform your suffering your blocks, transform your patterns, your negative thinking, maybe your traumas into lessons so your soul can evolve. And that's the beautiful thing about it because we can change our evolution at any time, at any point we can change our evolution. And as you start to awaken, you start to do the work and you start to realize that your soul has a purpose and you can start to even communicate with your soul. Your soul chooses everything. It chooses who you want to, what family you're going to be born into. It chooses the ancestral line. It chooses um, who you're going to marry, what you're going to experience. It chooses how you're going to die. You know, there's a lot of these things that your soul chooses to experience before you come to this life. And the way that that's done is through soul contracts. So, That's the first part. I hope I've explained that as best as I can. (laughs) I could talk about this all day. But soul contracts, okay? Now, not only is your soul just navigating through this universe alone, but you have a network of souls that are connected to your soul. All this network of souls are connected to yours. And sometimes we have a soul family. So a group of souls tend to reincarnate in lifetimes together and go on the journey together and support each other. And the way they do that is through life lessons and through contracts. So for example, right, this really weirded me out when I first understood this, but I kind of understand it and accept it a bit more now. Your husband in this life might have been your father in your past life, or your brother in this life might have been your mother in your past life. We incarnate both as men and women. The soul isn't male or female. It's the physical human part of you that chooses to be male or female. But what happens is we incarnate in groups, okay, through our soul family. Have you ever met someone in your life and felt like you've known them? You feel like you've known them. You feel like you've known them forever. You feel a deep connection and you've never met them before in your life. Chances are that they are part of your soul family. And it can even be your enemy. It can even be your narcissistic ex-boyfriend. It could be somebody who abused you. It could be somebody who did something to you. In that book, I'm going to bring it back to that book again, because I'm actually reading it at the moment. That's why. But there's a young boy called Dustin who um, dies of a drug overdose at the age of 20. And the guy who sold him the drugs is actually one of his very close um, friends in his soul family. And there was a contract between them that that was going to happen because the contract was that he was going to die before the age of 25. So for example, you might make contracts with people that say, I want you to do this to me. I want you to break my heart and cheat on me when I'm 21 because I need to learn the lesson of self-love, compassion and betrayal, non-judgment and forgiveness for example. You know, often when we get cheated on, it's not only the person that we struggle to forgive, but we also struggle to forgive ourselves because we can't believe that we let that person do that to us or we didn't trust our judgment when we knew something just wasn't quite quite right. Um, Often there's a lot of blame and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that comes along with somebody else doing something to you or feeling like we've been um, victimized in some way by someone else. Um, So, 
often with our soul family, we make these soul contracts and we ask them, we say, you know, I want you to push all my buttons so I can learn this, this, and this lesson. So often when it comes to forgiveness, it makes it much easier to forgive people when we understand that we've chosen everything in advance. We've chosen everything down to where we're born, how we die, who's going to hurt us, what's going to happen, you know? And often in this lifetime, someone might not seem like they're your friend or there's no love there, but in your soul essence, in that reality, there is. So that's one type of soul contract that you might have. Now, another type of soul contract that you might have is when I was talking about the different multi-dimensions, right, the different multi-dimensional aspects of your soul. And what that means is your soul can split into different realities and experience different realities at the same time. So your soul isn't only experiencing this human life right now. It might be experiencing... Um, being an angel in the angelic realm. It might be experiencing being a star consciousness or star consciousness in the star realm. I recently found out that I had um, star consciousness as well and my job was just to shine my light. That was it, you know. It might decide that it wants to um, project itself to experience the reality of a star being which is why star seeds, um, so many people really resonate and feel that connection with their star seeds origin, you know. Um, there might be, um, it might decide that it wants to experience, um, for example, a mystic or a priestess in another in another realm. So your soul is projecting itself into all these different realities and all these different um, divine beings, as well as a human being. So, as you are moving through the dimensions, as your soul from source is going on a journey through the dimensions, it sometimes has to pass through different areas, okay, within the universe, through the different dimensions. And some of those areas might not all be 100% pure light. Some of those areas in those dimensions might be darkness or might have dark energies. And in order to pass through them, to become human and get to this 3D reality, which is quite dense and low vibrational from a higher vibrational plane, you know, you might have to give up something in order to pass through. And this happens quite a lot. And the way it was described to me was, imagine that you are in Spain and you decide you want to go on a drive and you want to drive to China. Um, pretty long drive, I know. <laughs> but imagine you're going on a drive, okay? And you get to the edge of Iran and or Jordan or one of these um, countries where they have um, stricter rules. And when you get to the border, they tell you, look, you can pass through, but in order to pass through, you're going to have to cover your face. And they say they make you sign a contract saying that if you take the cover off your face, they're allowed to come and do this, this, this to you. They're allowed to come and arrest you. They're allowed to come and take away your freedom, for example. So it's very similar when your soul goes on a journey. Your soul goes on a journey through the different dimensions, through the different realms, and it might have to pass through a particular realm, area, or dimension, which is dark. And you might have to make a contract with a dark form of consciousness saying that in this human life, if you um, decide that you want to become a light worker, for example, and you want to shine your light and you want to heal people, that they're allowed to take away your communication. Or if you are being happy and you meet someone and you want to have a child, then they're allowed to take away your abundance you know, and that's how it works. So, so many of us um, are blocked um, in terms of abundance, in terms of self-love, um, in terms of compassion, in terms of what we want to experience in this life. But it's because we have a soul contract. From when we were moving through the different dimensions, we had to make contracts with different forms of consciousness. Now, some of them will be dark, but there also might be some of them that could be light, you know. But generally, as you make these contracts, that creates blocks with you in this life. A lot of the time at blocks are energetic. I know that I've worked so much with mindset and removing self-sabotage, removing self-doubt, removing confidence, removing um, procrastination, all these mental blocks. But 90% of the time, it is energetic. The blocks that I've been working with people have been energetic. They're either through programming that has been passed down ancestrally or through the collective consciousness, or they might be with your soul history, or a lot of them are down to soul contracts. I mean, I've been breaking soul contracts for a few clients, and it has been blocking their abundance. It has been blocking their self-love. 
And the minute that we block, uh, we not only um, broke the contracts and the clauses within the contract, but rewrote and accepted new contracts, their abundance returned to them. They started to feel more abundant. Money started to return to them. Self-love, feelings of compassion towards themselves started to return to them. And the thing is, right, the thing is about self-love and self-worth, it affects us in our everyday life. Our energetic blocks affect us in our everyday life. Your soul wounds and your soul blocks affect you in your everyday life. It's not just wishy-washy stuff. If you don't experience self-love or self-worth, then you're not open to receive, which means you're always going to procrastinate when it comes to doing something that you need to do because you don't think you're worthy of what it is that you want. You're always going to struggle to receive abundance or create a successful business. You might be afraid of taking risks. You might sabotage your relationships because you don't believe you're worthy of receiving love. You know, it really does affect you in your everyday life. So even though sometimes you might not understand it, what I'm saying, you might not completely get it. You might think, hold on, that's way too much. I can't get my head around that. But you will feel it and you'll know that something inside you deeper is blocking you from living the life it is that you want to live. And that's why I am so obsessed with the soul and I'm so obsessed with soul wounds and I'm so obsessed with the soul journey because so many of us have these blocks that stop us from living the life that we want to live, that stop us from doing what we want to do. But we don't know why. We don't know where it comes from. So many of us practice or try to feel self-love so much, try to love ourselves unconditionally, try not to be obsessive, try not to be fearful, try to overcome all our doubts and all our fears and all our negative thoughts. But you know, these blocks are so much deeper because they come with our soul. Each lifetime that you decide to live, you go on a journey in order to experience and learn lessons. And every time you experience something and you have a trauma or you learn a lesson, it creates a wound. And if you don't heal that wound, you take it into the next lifetime with you. So many of us are carrying so much baggage with our souls, so much baggage. So many of us have so many blocks and so many traumas from all our past lives. Because when our soul goes through a trauma, it fragments, it fragments and you become less whole and less complete. And it makes it harder and harder to create. It makes it harder and harder to manifest. It makes it harder and harder to live a life of fulfillment, joy and purpose. Okay, so for this part one, I'm going to talk about one more thing, okay, about the soul. And I'm going to go so much deeper and talk about so much more in the next couple of parts um, because there is so much information out there and it's such a complex and deep subject. But I want to talk about um, giving away your soul, giving away a piece of your soul. You might have heard that term before. Every time that you get into a relationship with someone, whether it be a friend, whether it be a, um, a lover, whether it be a partner, Every time that you put somebody else's needs and happiness first, at detriment to your own, okay, that's important, at detriment to your own, there's nothing wrong with not being selfish, there's nothing wrong with giving, there's nothing wrong with serving others. By the way, serving yourself isn't selfish, I just want to say that right now, disclaimer, <laughs> okay, but... Every time you do that at detriment to your own happiness, so every time that you know that you do, don't want to do it, but you keep doing it because of fear, because you're scared that that person's going to leave you, because you're being um, manipulated by a person, because you are in an abusive relationship, because you're so afraid of being on your own that you would do anything not to stay alone, but it's hurting you. It's not making you feel good. Every time you do that, you are giving away a piece of your soul and your soul is fragmenting, and you are becoming less and less complete and less and less whole. And then you create an energetic cord with that person, and they have a piece of your soul. Often in relationships, there's an exchange that takes place, and when you leave, you've both got a, a little piece of each other's soul. I've had to do soul retrievals with ex-relationships, with ex-friendships, I've had to cut cords, you know, and that, you might not think that that's affecting you in your everyday life, but it is. It's stopping you from receiving love. It's stopping you from loving yourself. It's stopping you from becoming healthy and expressing your needs in a healthy way and maybe finding a new partner or finding happiness because that trauma and that block and that, that wound is still there. So that's when we need to do a soul retrieval. 
Okay, and a soul retrieval is essentially reclaiming all the lost parts of your soul that you have lost through trauma. So that could be with a relationship, that could be that you're doing a soul retrieval and you're collecting parts of your soul from other people. It could be that you're doing a soul retrieval on past lives. So I do a healing where we actually retrieve all the pieces of your soul through your past lives that are down through the different 33 chakras of Mother Earth that have been lost in different lifetimes in the different layers of the Earth. Because the Earth, the human, the Earth, like the planet, she has her own consciousness, Gaia. She has her own consciousness. She's alive, you know, <laughs> she's breathing, she's moving, she's living, she's reproducing. Nature, it's alive. The planet is alive and it has its own consciousness. Water has its own consciousness, you know. So every time that you have a life and you might die of trauma or something happened, you can lose a little piece of your soul and it gets lost in the planetary layers of consciousness of Mother Earth. And I actually do a healing where we can reclaim all those lost parts of you. So it's important to remember that your soul can fragment and you can lose parts of yourself. You can lose parts of your soul. And when you do a soul retrieval and you take all those little pieces of yourself back, whether it's from abuse of the past, whether it's in abuse or trauma in this lifetime, not only previous lives, many of us are walking around with unhealed soul wounds from this life, the life that you are living now, not even going as deep as past lives. It doesn't even need to be as deep as that. Many of us haven't dealt with our shit that has happened in this lifetime. Losing people, grief, heartache, relationships, abuse, you know, um, there's so much stuff that's gone on in this life that maybe you've not dealt with. So we essentially are losing parts of ourselves. So when we do a soul retrieval, you're reclaiming all those lost parts of yourself. And it's such a powerful experience. And it's so liberating because you essentially become more whole. You feel more alive. You feel more complete. And when you are in that state, you are able to create such beautiful creations. Your life is a masterpiece. We are creating all the time. Your life is a creative process, yeah? Your consciousness can create everything around you through the power of manifestation. But the problem is so many of us manifest from our unhealed wounds. We manifest from our subconscious mind, from this programming that's limit, limiting us. We manifest from our shadow, you know, at the unhealed parts of us or the parts of us that we reject or we deny, they get trapped in what we call our shadow. So, you know, there's so many of us that are not really walking around feeling complete with our souls being complete. So many people are walking around with incomplete souls, fragmented souls. So it's really important that I believe for humanity that we do the work, okay, that we do the deep soul work. Because when you heal your soul, it creates a ripple effect on your network of souls. When you do the work on yourself, when you heal yourself, it shifts the collective consciousness. Now, I'll speak about this in another episode, but the way that we create energy blocks in our life is through different layers of consciousness. So your conscious mind is the stuff that you're aware of, right? What you do every day. Me talking to you now on this podcast, I'm very conscious about what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. It's coming to my mind. Then you have your unconscious or your subconscious. And that's like the program that's running in the back of your mind. Think of it like when you get in your car and you start driving you start driving your car, you're not really thinking about what you're doing. You're kind of doing things on autopilot, you know, like you get up, you might brush your teeth and get, get in your car, get ready. You're not even thinking about it consciously. So many of us believe that the blocks are just there. But there are so many deeper levels. So we also have an ancestral family in DNA consciousness. And that consciousness can create many blocks. And that could be programming that's come through generationally. So for example, my family my Chinese lineage, they suffered a lot, you know, and they believed you had to work hard, you need a secure job, you need to work hard to survive. If you're left alone and you're not married by young, it means that you're going to suffer. So I had a lot of those beliefs programmed within me. They didn't even come from this life that I live now. I don't believe that when I think about my conscious mind, when I look at the society that I live in, I don't believe that. But ancestrally, deep, 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 deep down there, they're programmed in me. So I had to do a lot of work removing that programming because what it was doing, it was blocking me in this life because I was really trying to be free. 
I was really trying to um, not have fear, but this belief kept coming up that if you end up on your own, you're going to suffer. You need to work hard. You need to have a secure job. Now, those kind of beliefs, can you imagine what they do if you believe that and you're trying to maybe leave a job that you hate and you want to take a risk and start your own business? It's going to block you, right? So there's another layer as well which is your soul life history. So, you know, the programming that you brought through past lives. And maybe in your past life, you was persecuted for speaking your truth. Maybe in your past life, you was jailed for being a protester and speaking out. So maybe in this lifetime, you're scared to speak up for yourself and ask for what you want. Now, if you can't express your needs and speak up for yourself and ask for what you want, people will take advantage of you. And that's going to have an effect on your life now. So there's also the collective consciousness. So what the collective believes, what society believes, what is programmed out there in the collective, that is also affecting us, you know. There's these beliefs in the collective that, you know, um, you need to look a certain way. Instagram is so damaging and social media because what it's doing is it's programming everybody's minds with these unrealistic images of how we think we should look and how other people's lives look perfect. And when your life doesn't match up to that, you feel inadequate and you feel like you're not good enough and you feel like shit. And that's the thing. That's the thing with collective conscious programming. The collective consciousness really affects how you feel, even though you believe in your heart that you don't need to look like that. And you know that it's just a picture and you know Instagram is bullshit. You can't help feeling the way you feel. So this is why doing the work on yourself is so powerful because it really creates a ripple effect in the collective. Through every person that we shift, through every time you do the work on yourself, through every soul that heals and transforms, it creates a ripple effect out to its soul family, out to its network of souls. And therefore, that's how we change reality. That's how we change the world. And this is why I am so passionate about soul work. This is why I'm so passionate about passionate about healing soul wounds. Yeah, when I first started this journey, I thought that mindset was the be all and end all. And you know, mindset is so powerful. Don't get me wrong. We are living a human existence. You need to let go of the scarcity mindset and we need to work on our mindset. But what I've come to find is working with people and the work that I've done with myself, many of our blocks run much deeper. Many of the things that are holding us back run much deeper. A lot of our limitations, a lot of our sabotaging behavior, a lot of our doubt and a lot of our fear actually comes with our soul through energetic blocks. And this is why if I'm going to inspire people to create freedom from situations that aren't serving them, to move away from old systems and old beliefs and, you know, create this new world that we all would love to live in where everybody is just living a more fulfilled life and they're not on the on the hamster wheel and in the rat race and working all the hours of the world that God sends, you know, working all these hours and believing that life has to be a struggle and struggling and worrying and just listening to the news all the time and just listening to the bullshit. If we want to create a world like that, then we need to start working on our souls. We need to start healing our wounds. We need to start understanding who we are. We need to start understanding what our purpose is because there's more to you. There's more to you than what you believe. There's more to you than just what you see right now. And you might not completely comprehend everything that I've spoke about in this episode, but I'm sure you get it, right? You know that there is more than what you see. You know there is more to you. You know that you have gifts, you have soul gifts, you have more to offer the world. And by doing this work, we activate our soul gifts. We activate all the wisdom, all the teaching, all the learnings that we have really um, cultivated through different lifetimes And we can bring it into this reality. We can bring it into this reality. We can open up channels that bring our different projections. So for example, right, I'll use the example, the angelic human. In the angelic realm, your soul might decide to live a reality as an angelic being. You can open up a channel and open up that channel and bring that essence into your soul right now and bring that into your reality. You can embody that. And that is going to allow you to experience more of yourself. It's so important that we understand 
what we're here for. Because if you don't, that little niggle, that urge is never going to go away. It's going to keep tugging at you because you can probably feel it. If you're listening to my podcast, you're probably feeling it already. And you probably know that you have soul gifts to offer, that you have more to offer. So if you're ready to awaken your soul gifts, if you're ready to unlock, if you're ready to activate and really understand the true essence, the eternal, eternal essence and wisdom of who you truly are, and maybe your calling or purpose in this lifetime, I mean, you're still going to be you, right? Like, I'm still Jade. I'm not like, I haven't changed that much. I'm still me. I just have a higher awareness and a higher understanding of what I'm here to do in this life. And that is one of the most fulfilling things I've ever felt or experienced because you can't buy that kind of satisfaction. (laughs) There ain't no handbag and there ain't no um, fancy villa or house or holiday that's going to give you that kind of deep satisfaction of when you are truly aligned with your soul. So I'm going to end this episode there because I feel like too much information is just going to bamboozle your mind and maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're actually going to find that really easy to digest. I know I've taken a bit of a leap in the things that I'm talking about, but I feel like you're ready for it. I feel like you're ready for it. I feel like... um, Many of you are ready to take that next step towards your soul evolution. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you are interested in removing any of your energy blocks to really shift whatever is in the way of you really answering your soul calling, then my soul shift program is open for registration. It's 12 weeks, 12 weeks of deep soul alignment, soul shifts, removing those energy blocks. We do a lot of mindset work. So you know the everyday stuff that might be stopping you in your everyday life, the self-doubt, the procrastination, the sabotage, the talking to yourself badly, the not knowing really what you're here for or not knowing or having clarity about what you want to do with your life, you know, the mindset work, the abundance, you know, shifting your perspective. We've got all that in there, but there is so, so much more. This program is a real, it's multidimensional in itself. Not only do we tackle the mindset, the mental fear and the mental blocks, but we go deep into the healing. We clear all those multidimensional aspects that I was talking about earlier. We do past life healing. We do ancestral healing. We do reprogramming of all the different levels of your consciousness. When I was talking about your subconscious mind and your mind, we do that, but we go so much deeper. We go into the ancestral consciousness, the DNA, the family. We go into your soul life history. We start to shift your collective consciousness and really start to deprogram those beliefs that are limiting you, those beliefs that are hindering your progress. And so you can clear your path to success. So you can clear your path to fulfillment or to joy or contentment or whatever it is. If it's more money, if you want to quit your job, if you want to start a new business, if you want to move abroad, whatever it is that you're being called to, it's going to really shift whatever's standing in your way on a deep, deep level. I've just finished another round of that. The girls are having amazing shifts. I'm so proud of all of them. I'm going to be sharing more about what they're going through in the coming weeks. But I would love, love, love you to join this round. And if this is speaking to you, if this episode is speaking to your soul, then you are ready and you're crazy if you miss out. Because honestly, the work on your soul is some of the most rewarding, is the most rewarding work that you can do. Anyway, I'd love to see you in the Soul Shift program. And if not, I'd love to see you, um, oh, maybe somewhere, maybe on one of my lives or one of my workshops or in some way or other. Um, Anyway, I'm going to let you go. So have a lovely day and I'll see you in the next episode. Hello, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on the Your Soul Is Calling podcast. I hope you've had some inspiration and big takeaways from today's discussion. If you have, please rate and review this podcast because it really means so much to me. And let's connect on Instagram. Feel free to screenshot this episode, share to your stories and tag me if you feel called to. I absolutely love sharing this podcast with you and I'm looking forward to connecting with you in the future. In the meantime, don't forget to listen to yourself, connect with yourself and connect with your soul soul.